All right. The JV team. There we go. <laughs> well, it's good to see everybody tonight. Um, we were able to share this morning and had a very unique experience happen to me. Um, I got up here and I was thinking one thing. I th in my mind, I was thinking it was going to go one way. And I got up here and I, I had to kind of look twice. It's something inside of me. I was like, what is it, God? What? What? So I had my message and we're going through it. But at the, at the same time, it was like two things going on at the same time. It was like an elephant in the room, like a big old elephant standing there. It was just, I'm like, what is an elephant? Not really an elephant, but it was like an elephant. I'm like, what? What is it, God? And I thought about that. It's really kind of been bugging me because I've shared a few times up here. and I've, I've never had that experience before. So I'm trying to figure out what in the world it was that all about. I'm trying to pinpoint it. And I, and I was talking with God, and I said, you know what? <clears throat> I think I know what it is. And a lot of it has to do with me. A lot of it has to do with the situation. But we cannot grow God's kingdom ahead of God. You follow what I'm trying to say? There's only one person that can grow his kingdom, and that's him, the Holy Spirit. I mean, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit working. And they work together. We work with them. And Jesus told Peter, who do you say I am? He said, you know, you're Christ. And he said, upon that rock, upon this rock, I will build my church. So who's building his church? Jesus. And so our participation is to kind of uh, link arms or kind of get involved with what he's doing. And sometimes you got all these ideas and all this information and all this stuff you're wanting to do. And you're way ahead of the game. You know, you're, you're ahead of what, uh, what he's actually trying to uh, do. So tonight I told him, I said, now listen, we're not going to just jump ahead. I'm not going to try to push anything. I just, whatever it is you want to do is good with me. We're just going to try to roll with the punches. And so I need you guys to cut me a little slack. That's just the way it went down tonight. So deal with it. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to open up to Hebrews 6. And we're going to look at this along the lines of what I've been saying, verses 1, 2, and 3. I think we got it up there. Um, <clears throat> Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and of doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. Verse 3, and this we will do if God permits. And we're going to stop there. If God permits. Here he is, the author. We don't know exactly who the author is of Hebrews. Let's just say the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said, hey, man, let's go. Let's go on to bigger and better things. Let's go conquer the world, and we're going to go do this, and we're going to go do that. Move on to perfection. Let's not lay again this foundation of all this stuff. You know, I think there's like six things there. And if you look at those six things, they're like really, really important things. They're foundational concepts in the kingdom of God. And then he says in verse 3, but this we will do if God permits. In other words... If you're ready to roll, I'm going to parachute you down into Afghanistan and you're going to kick some butt. But if you're not ready, you're going to guess, guess what? You're going to go back to the six foundational things. You're not ready. In other words, we're not uh, walking on water yet. I mean, I guess that's all right. 
And then so I had to ask myself, well, you know, what are, I look at these things. I say, God, I know you want to grow us. I know there's so much to do in the future. And, and, and you know, I've got kids and their future. And you think on and on. And there's so much stuff. And I don't know if you're like me, but I just get all worked up about it all. And you just can't blurt it all out in one day. But you have to understand all of that's built upon a certain foundation. The foundation of Christ. The prince, it says here, the elementary, elementary principles of Christ. Not of a church, not of a pastor, not a whoever. By the way, you, know, you guys know Pastor Mark's on vacation, right? Forgot to mention that. So we're just covering the bases tonight. So if you're wondering, man, he doesn't look like Pastor Mark. I'm not. Right, we're just covering the bases for tonight. Elementary principles of such and such denomination, no. Such and such person, no. Of Marcos, no. Elementary principles of Christ. They're his principles. It's what he's going to tell you. If you want to know Jesus, you think, well, maybe that guy can help me. One of the things you're going to run into is some of these elementary principles. And they're very foundational. Now, we're just going to kind of briefly get into it. I doubt we're going to get into all this, but we're going to start off. First thing you're going to find is you're laying this foundation. The very first thing is a thing called repentance from dead works. Now, this is just like the very beginning of it all. Somehow, some way, there's this huge miracle that takes place that convinces your brain and my brain that what we were doing wasn't right, wasn't good. Now, it might sound simple, but... You know, there's a lot of teenagers out there. There's a lot of adults out there that are still trying to be convinced that what they're doing is not work. It's dead works. It's, 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 it's really bad. Like, it's, this is not it for your life. And so, but they're, you know, I'm not going to listen to you, you know. And they're bullheaded, and they're gonna, tomorrow they're going to go out there doing the same thing again. You ever met somebody like that? You know what I'm saying? There's all sorts of people. We've been like that. And so some way, somehow, God deals with us, and it, it, it might be the greatest miracle that will ever happen in your life. Because if he can break you, so to speak, and if he can, you know, I don't know turn the light bulb on in your thinking to where you're saying, wait a second, there's something not right here. There's something I need to stop doing. There's something I need to learn. There's something better for me. There's something different for me. Then you find this word called repentance. A lot of people think repentance is going to the altar and crying and tissues everywhere. Just a mountain of tissues all around you. That's not repentance. You could be tissue free and, and have repentance. Repentance is a changing of your thinking. You're walking this way and all of a sudden you're like, dude, what am I doing? I'm supposed to be going this way. That's repentance. Something changes your thinking. Do you know what I'm saying? How hard that is sometimes? We're so stubborn. Now, guys, you know, we're, we're notorious. We don't want to ask anybody for directions. I know how to get around this city, Birmingham. It's north side, south side, whatever. It don't matter. Dude, you're on the wrong side of the entire city. Whatever, man, I'll figure, you know, we don't want to. But finally, it's a miracle. Everybody else in the car is like, oh, God, please let this person finally figure this out. They're on the whole wrong side of the city. And then it dawns on them, wait a second, it's over there. It's over, you know, something finally lights up. And, and you realize, man, I got to go a whole nother direction. 
That is a huge, huge thing. That's a major breakthrough. And if that breakthrough happens, I believe it's so strong, it stays with you the rest of your life. You're like, man, I will never forget that. That, that is a landmark in my life when that, that happened to me, that, that breakthrough. Now, it doesn't mean that you're done, but that's a really good sign. Now, a lot of people, I'm saying a lot of people, but some people, you could go to church and not have repentance from dead work. You can agree to the concept of religion and not have repentance from dead works. You could dress up and look snazzy and not have that switch turned on and actually change the direction. So, so it's kind of deceptive in a way. But you have to answer that for yourself. Did something happen to me that was, that was really important to me? That, 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 that because of this, I believe in God. He actually was the one. It, nobody was, else chewed me out enough or spit on me or hated on me. It was God somehow broke through to me. And because of that, now I choose to figure out why he did that. Like, what else? Now, that's really got my attention because nobody else has been able to really do that to me. And you've done that to me. It's kind of rattling my cage. It's kind of shaking me up. And so it catches your attention. You're like, okay, well, well, now that you've done that, like, whoa, what else is there? And then you read on this list, it says, okay, you want to know what else there is? There's something called faith towards God. Faith towards God, I mean, there could be faith towards a lot of stuff. Faith towards, I don't know, whatever, whatever you want to fill in the blank. But here it's saying faith towards God. Faith toward God is a belief towards God. A belief in the direction that God is starting to, to guide you in. Faith is actually a strong persuasion. A lot of people don't understand faith. Faith is like you're really convinced about something. Like um, you really um, believe something. The, the, the depths of your soul and the marrow of your bones. Like it's not just something, oh, that sounds cool. You know, that, that, that's, that's a good idea. You know, it, it's different than that. Uh, it's not a good idea. It's not a, a, a cue to whatever. It, it's something deep within you that, that gets born inside, sown inside of you. Of course, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That word, there's two words in Greek for word. One is the written word, which is logos, and one is the spoken word, which is rhema. Rhema is the spoken word. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema of God. So if you, he's broken through to you enough for repentance, that he's caught your attention, but now little by little, day after day, there's like seeds being sown in your life. He's speaking to you the rhema of God. And a little bit of like strength, a little bit of conviction, a little bit of persuasion, belief starts to, to get, get inside of you, but that becomes very strong. You believe certain things strongly. Uh, you like to live in Alabama, you believe in Alabama. It's Alabama the beautiful, man. Don't be saying nothing different. If you're from Louisiana, don't be talking about LSU. You know what I'm saying? There's certain, whether you want to admit it or not, there's certain things you believe and you believe strongly. I like pink, what do you call it? Pink, whole, whole peas, what do you call those things? Pink-eyed peas, or I don't know. I like uh, cornbread, there you go. <laughs> I like cornbread. Well, I like cornbread that's fluffy. Well, I like cornbread that's thin and I don't know what to call it. 
Crispy, thank you. Yeah, there we had a crispy cornbread man back there. All right. You believe in stuff. And you're going to find that other people believe in other stuff. That's why I have a hard time. Like, I know certain people are real picky eaters. I say, you're not going to want to eat at my house. We're having all sorts of weird stuff. We made a soup the other day. I had one of my friends. I said, he said, what is it? I said, oh, it's snake. He's like, oh, what? No, I'm kidding with you, man. But they do eat snake, by the way, in certain countries. But that's a whole other story. But have you ever been around somebody? They want one thing to eat. You want something else. You're like, man, I can't deal with these people. All they want is fried chicken. I don't like fried chicken. That's all they want is fried Kentucky fried chicken. They just gag me with a spoon. They're like, oh, man, that's my favorite, Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> my friend over there and I went the Kentucky fried chicken battle. And one day I finally said, fine, we'll go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. But for you, believe me, I'm doing it for you. Because I'm just not a big fan, I'll be honest with you. Don't, don't hate on me. But you believe, you have strong beliefs about things. Okay? And, and, and these things guide your life. But as, as we uh, want to learn, and as we're kind of curious or, or available to God, we say, God, hey, where is this all headed? Well, little by little, little by little, he's sowing these seeds of faith. He's sowing these, these insights you begin to learn. You have to hear the rhema of God. As you learn something from the Bible, you hear him speak to you in different ways. And, and you kind of, at first, are kind of amazed by it. Like, man, what is going on? But as you get older, you kind of get used to it. Actually, you kind of get let down. Man, I went to church and didn't hear God speak to me. What's going on? That first time you heard God speak, you're like, dude, like he spoke to me and stuff, man. And you cried. You can't believe it. You know, you're calling your grandma. God spoke to me, grandma. You know, you know it's just a, a, a really, a, 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 you know, impressive experience for you. But believe me, it's, it's for the rest of your life. The just shall live by faith. There's no other way. There's no other way it's going to be done. And you start to get used to it. <clears throat> It's actually quite impressive. God will speak to you some ways that are way different than what you thought your life was going to go. He'll speak to you in ways that are different than people around you thought your life will go. And it's like, whoa, what's going on? Now, God is stronger than these other people, so I guess I need to follow God. And it, and it becomes very uh, interesting. But he guides you into that life that he has prepared for you. And as you get used to that, you get further on down the road, and this is what I wanted to get into here in verse 2, the doctrine of baptisms. <clears throat> baptisms is a complete immersion into something. So you can be baptized into chocolate. If I take you and I put you in chocolate, you're completely underneath the chocolate, and I pull you out, you've just been baptized into chocolate. In Guatemala, they have an expression, you, uh, you baptize your shoes because they got dusty um, roads, and you go outside with new shoes. When you come back, you know, your shoes are all dusty. So they, they say baptize their shoes. Uh, baptism is a complete immersion into something. Actually, the Bible talks about being baptized into Jesus. When you believe in Jesus, you call upon his name. It's not just this thing, well, repeat a prayer after me. Or no, I, this is one I really hate. I'll pray for you to accept Jesus. Just side note, nobody can pray for you to accept Jesus, by the way. you got to do that for yourself. You have to believe in your own heart and confess with your own mouth that he's Lord. So if somebody comes up to you and says they're going to pray for you to accept Jesus, that's impossible, right? 
But you need to confess. You say, Jesus, I believe you died on a cross and shed your blood for my sin. I believe you rose from the dead and are alive today. And I ask you to forgive me. And I invite you to come into my life. When you do that, you have, you know, God, Jesus comes into your life. You have been baptized into Jesus, so to speak. I mean, it's, it's not like he's going to dodge you. Oh, no, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to help you. He's going to come on the scene and cause you to become born again. You, it's not that somebody prayed for you or you just sat there and repeated a prayer and didn't mean it from your heart. Okay? And so you call upon his name. You are completely immersed into Jesus, and you know it. Some people say, I don't know if I'm born again or not. I say, well, you got a serious problem. If you don't know if you're born again, I make a quick recommendation. You call on the name of Jesus, see what happens. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, man. Either you're baptized into something or you're not. If you're not baptized into Jesus, you know, if you haven't had completely immersed into him by calling upon his name, how do you know if you're going to go to heaven when you die? How do you know that you don't know that? Unless you know for sure he's come inside of you. If the Holy Spirit has come inside of you, you're going to know it. Trust me. You're going to know it. It's like a big old light just poof, shines in the darkness. I mean, you know, you know. You know what I mean? You know that that happens. But there's also, you could say, baptism in water. Maybe many of, many of you have done that. Yeah, they go, we got this little thing up here. Well, we did it in a lake uh, in the Chicago area. Uh, rivers, it doesn't, pools, it doesn't matter, water, okay? But you go all the way down, and you come all the way up, and you're trying to tell everybody publicly, hey, um, whatever it is you do, whatever it is you believe, that's, that's up to you, but me, I'm following Jesus. So I died in my old life, and I come up out of that water, declaring to everybody here that I'm, I, my life, I am looking to follow Jesus. And, and I, I'm publicly telling everybody. Baptism in water is, is a testimony to other people. Make it clear. You're not an undercover agent. You know, you're not a secret uh, uh, Christian. But you're there to let everybody know, hey, this is what is going on in my life, whether you like it or not. This is what I stand for. Bible says that your yes be yes, and your no be no. None of this maybe stuff. Or if you, you know, this is what I'm doing. It's yes and yes. Right? So there's baptism. And then you can even go further than that. You'll see that God continues to grow you further. Like, man, you just keep tugging me along and tugging me along. And all of a sudden, there's a baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, this one blew me out of the water. This one really blew me out of the water because I was a baby Christian. And I'm driving around and, and, and you know, and stuff in, in the Chicago area. And I talked with some guys from work. And they're like, kept talking about all this Bible stuff and this and that. And they invited me to Denny's. You guys got Denny's around here? You know Denny's, okay? So Denny's, there's Denny's everywhere in Chicago, all over the place. And went to Denny's. It was probably pretty late at night for dinner. I met up with them. I'm like, all right. And they kept talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit this and baptism of the Holy Spirit that. Man, I barely knew who Jesus was. I had no idea what they were referring to. And speaking in tongues, I'm like, man, you know, I, I, I was completely lost. Completely lost. It was probably about 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. I said, guys, man, I got to go. We got to work tomorrow. So I get in my car and then <clears throat> I had a little Honda... CRX two-seaters pretty cool little used car and I really liked that car and I sat out there in that parking lot and uh, I, I put the seat back and I said God before I go home I just these are good guys they've been talking all this crazy stuff just deal with me and I got real quiet and I, 
I really was leaning way back, about as far back as that seat could go. And it was really dark. I remember it was cold. It must have been fall or almost winter time in Chicago. And uh, just sitting there, it was so quiet. And it was like, just all of a sudden, God kind of shows up, like the presence of God. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just, I was really, and all of a sudden, I just started coming out of my mouth. You know, I just started, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going on? You know, I was like, you know, what they put in my water, man? You know, I was just like, what did, but at the same time, I was, it was like I was illuminating. I was like, this is crazy. I'm like glowing inside my car. I was the weirdest, most pleasant experience I, I can explain to you. I just, it was very pleasant. Is the only way I can explain it. It was just very much a blessing. It wasn't as strange as I thought, you know, it sounded like. And as they were saying, and as I was doing that, I was like, man, it's like I've heard this before. It's like I knew, you ever have like a deja vu experience? We're like, I've seen this or I've heard this or I knew this was going to happen in my life and I've gotten to that point. It was like that. But it was still just rocking my mind. I just, you know, I was trying to come to terms with it. And I sat there and just, it just, just let it go. Like a river or living water, literally, I just let it go. And I just, man, if I could have floated around that parking lot, I would have. I was just, I was so light and just so, I was afraid to drive. I said, man, this might, I mean, you know, I might get in a car accident, man. And then I was like, but I got to get out of here. It was getting later and later. And I'm driving and I'm like, and I'm just, but it's floating around in, a, in like a cloud driving. And, I'm, and finally I had to pull over again. And I pulled way in the back of some shop or store. I thought, man, the police are probably going to come asking what I'm doing. But I just couldn't keep driving. I was like, you know, it just it was just such a blessing. I just, it wasn't the words. It sounds like the words. It wasn't the words. It was the, the presence of God so strong on me for no real rhyme or reason. But it was a deepening my relationship with him. I never dreamed this was even possible. I didn't really ask for it. or But I was willing. I was open-minded enough, I guess you could say. And man, it was just, it was just really really uh, <clears throat> speaking to me. I got home and told other people uh, about it at Wheaton College. It's a Christian college that I live. Those were my roommates. They went to Wheaton College. And little did I know that at Wheaton College, you're supposed to sign this form in order to get to school that you don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that it's in order to be accepted there. And so I, I didn't know anything about that type of stuff. I thought everybody did this because I was just a little baby Christian. So I'm like, hey, man, guys, you know, like, speaking in tongues and baptizing the Holy Spirit. And they're all like, kss, kss, you know, <laughs> you're going to get us kicked out of school. You know, I guess people get kicked out of school for different reasons, but I guess some get kicked out for being baptized in the Holy Spirit. I, I, I just, the church world is... Uh, interesting let's just put it that way it's very interesting i but i was just so naive i said man what are you guys talking about man this is just amazing you know but it was edifying me the bible says he who speaks an unknown tongue tongue edifies himself that the spirit of god works with your spirit and in your spirit you begin to pray mysteries to god and there's so many things beyond your what you know and about beyond your life and beyond, you know, your plans about you, your future, other people around you, whatever it may be, that it's like you pray with what you know, and that's 
important. But then you pray beyond that, and it just overrides everything you know, and you go off to the mysteries of God. And it's like edifying. Your, it's like charging a car battery. It just, you know, the electricity sitting there. You're edifying yourself as you do that. It's not to freak people out. Trust me. It's not that, you know, you don't just go to a stranger. That's, that's probably not good. It's, it's a little different than that. It's actually more private than that. But the idea is it's you're praying mysteries to God beyond what you know. And trust me, there's a whole lot of things in your life that you don't know about. And so that's a tool. But you're, you find yourself, your life deepening with God. Oh, man, now I've got another tool. This is going to help me. Now, not everybody can use a power saw or whatever to cut their arm off. No, but a lot of people can. No, uh, some people they're just kind of crazy, so you don't want them to hold a lot of tools because you know they might like shoot you with a nail gun upside the head or something. But others, you're like, this guy, he, he he's a pro, so give him the nail gun and put this guy picking up sticks or something, you know, because he's crazy. And uh, you know, so you have these tools, but at the same time, you realize it's a responsibility. Like, not everybody doesn't make other people bad, but it's like people aren't quite there yet. And you know, and and I was like, man, how did I get there so fast? It was only a few months into my Christianity, and shoof, I'm just like just zipping right through this stuff. I just was so naive. It was my strength. I was so naive. I had nothing to. I had no church. Zero. So anything they told me, I just thought that was it. And I was just, thank God he sent people that actually told me the truth and not just like fairy tales or whatever, because I would have probably gone with fairy tales. And I just soaked it all up, and it worked. It just registered within me. And, and, and now I find myself as a baby Christian with these tools way farther down the road than just a few months back where I didn't even know there was a God. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. What is going on? But all of these things become a foundation in our lives. There is no other foundation besides repentance from dead works. That, that's, you got to change the direction. There has to be a curiosity in you. If there's not, you're just going to be going back to the same old, same old. Until that curiosity is strong enough to keep us that way, it's still, it's, we still go back to dead works. Once it's strong enough to keep us that way, we hear more and more and more. Then we get into baptisms where we're, we're immersed into deeper and deeper things. And it goes on and on and on. There's laying on of hands. I'll check the time here before I get a seven. There's laying on of hands. There's resurrection of the dead. And there's eternal judgment. You just go deeper and deeper and deeper into it. And if that stuff's not enough, you just, as it says, you can go on to perfection. It just goes on and on and on. There's just so much out there to do. So what we want to identify, <clears throat> how far do we want to go? How, how much need is there in our lives? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. How that poverty in spirit is like a need in your spirit. You recognize, man, I need this. I know the other stuff's not working for me. So blessed are the poor in spirit. They recognize theirs is the kingdom of God, the rule of God. They need God. It's God or nothing, man. It's God or it's not going to work out. And as you feed on that and feed on that and feed on that, trust me, you're going to go deeper and deeper and deeper. You're going to learn more and more stuff. If you're not learning, you need to check yourself. You need to go back and ask God, hey, I'm not learning anything. What's going on? Because there's always 
more to learn. The more actually you'll end up finding that learning is one of the, if not the biggest blessing in your life. It's better than rubies in Proverbs 3. It's better than rubies and and gold and silver because it it provides for you a long life. It provides for you uh, the things that you need in your life. It provides for you the ability to do what you need to do in your life. And you, you begin to appreciate. It actually describes it as a tree of life. Notice appreciate all the things that learning becomes to you. And you say, thank you, God. You're doing a work in my life. But we can't outgrow God. We can't go past or faster than God. We've got to cooperate with God. He's the one that builds his church, his called out ones. He's the one that builds you, 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 me. He builds us together and he builds us individually. And our part is to cooperate with him. Amen? Amen. He is the head of the church. He is marvelous. He will never leave us or forsake us. But just I want just, just, just a brief devotion tonight. That's all we're going to do. Covering the bases, the JV varsity, JV varsity crew. Um, but, but it's so true. It's so true. There's just the, the growing little by little, little by little, all the days of our life. I'm just so grateful that that takes place. Amen? Let us be willing to continue to grow. If you would, just bow your head. We're going to pray, and we're going to go ahead and head home. Father, we just thank you so much that you are willing to do a work in our lives. You take us for who we are, where we're at, and that's where you start. You, you work on us individually, Father, and you grow us little by little. And there's so much more to learn. We could go deeper and deeper. More and more responsibilities, more abilities, more to accomplish. Our life can have a future and a longevity, long days, satisfied life. That's what you have for us, Father. Let us not try to grow faster than you. Let us not try to grow without you. Let us not be confused by, by the deceptions and, and deceit that's out there, even in the church world. But let us grow directly from you and find that satisfaction and find that path that you have for each one of us, Father. I ask for your blessing on each life, Father. We're just so grateful for you, and we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a good night.